Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, I'm Katherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. Today I have Nika Stewart with me. Nika is CEO of StreamBank Media, a full-service social media agency. She helps personality-driven brands grow their visibility and influence with done-for-you social media programs. Well, God knows I have personality. <laughs> How are Thank you, Nika? You. I am doing well today. Thank you. Awesome. I'm so glad. Well, I'm sure you're feeling it. The world has gone a little crazy, right? Yes. And we're all saying this is not something that any of us who are living have gone through before. And I don't think the world has really gone through something like this. I mean, the way we're going through it right now. So we have nothing to look at for modeling. Historically, pandemics like every hundred years, but who would have remembered? Very few people on the planet have been here for a hundred years. I think the biggest thing I've noticed is we're all so much more connected meaning we can fly places, we can go places, we live in more places. And it's very different than, say, uh, the plague, which was Europe, unless you were getting on a ship to go mm-hmm. conquer another nation and taking the plague with you, which, P.S., I would think you would have died on the ship. It's just a whole different world. Yeah. I mean, as much as we're saying we should self-isolate now, there's really no way to actually isolate. Because, yeah, the, you can't even, like people, I heard a governor of a city saying, we would try to isolate the city. Like, there's really no way to, people live and they come in. Yeah, unless there's a law where no one is allowed to leave their houses, which would be tragedy, you know, we're all going to be touching other people at some point. Right. So Although I will say, I've been pretty amazing at not. So mm-hmm. I've barely left the house. Good. Good, good, good. I've gone to the, the farm. Okay, so you were you were near the chickens, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but beyond that, not so much. So I'm sure right now the number one question you're getting, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, is a lot of small business owners want to know how do I market to people right now without feeling icky. Yes, and I think that's our biggest question. So we're hearing two things, and we're thinking two things. Number one, do we continue business as usual because some people want? things to feel more sane and usual. Like we want, I don't want every single business to to be telling me, you know, we're going to stop giving you stuff. I still need stuff. Like we still need stuff. So we don't, we certainly don't want a lot of the stores that where we need food and our necessities to close down. We want them to remain open business as usual. But on the other hand, we don't want to be tone deaf. 
So we right. can't be putting things out as if we don't know what's going on because it looks sleazy and we feel sleazy. And I think that's the challenge. So we're all, we all want to continue growing our businesses or at least maintaining them right. during this time. But we don't want to put something out that seems insensitive and seems stupid even. You know, I'll give you a quick example. You know, about a month or so ago, I got a personal message from someone that I'm connected with on Facebook who said, Oh, so I, I, you know, I see you're interested in beauty and hair products. Are you interested in getting more information about my hair product? Because I see you're, you like that kind of stuff. And I was like, um... If you actually are connected with me, you wouldn't be saying that. It seemed really dumb and it made me never want to look at her products again. You don't want to do that because it felt, you know, it, I mean, that was a personal thing. And when we promote things, we want to be personal. Even right. if we're promoting in a mass way, we can't be because we, it's personal now. We know everyone is going through this. It's not that just some people are right. struggling or some people have to stay home, or some people are sick. Everyone is going through what we're going through right now, as of this recording right now, the, the middle to end of March. We're all needing, we're all worried. We are all needing to be safe. Most of us need to stay home if, if we can and do things more virtually. So you know everyone is going through this. So we can't be marketing with, we can't ignore that because it looks like we're, we're blind to the situation and it seems, unfortunately, sleazy because we're trying to promote something and ask for money during a time mm. where people are struggling. But yet we need to maintain our businesses. Right. So the good news is that we all still need things. So your customers still need things. They may not need the thing you were selling last month in exactly the way you were selling it but they still need something of your brilliance and your expertise. So what we need to do is be creative. We need to be flexible in how we're, we're marketing and how we're providing our services and products. But no, you do not stop promoting and marketing. You just do it in a sensitive, appropriate way. And it starts with deciding how you're going to provide your services and products because, right. if you, you know, a massage therapist is not going to be doing one-on-one -on -one massages probably right, right now. But there are things they can do to help their clients who still are stressed and in pain. So they just need to tweak. We need to be very creative right now. Oh, yeah. And still get our stuff out there because the world cannot survive without all of our stuff that we provide because that's how the world goes round. We all need each other's stuff. Right. So coming off of that, what I've been hearing from some people is they're going to reduce their prices or some, God bless them, are saying, I should just give away what I know for free. What yes. are your thoughts on that? Those are common thoughts, especially with heart-centered entrepreneurs. I think that for many people who have thought from even before something like this happens, should I be charging so much or should I even make money on what I give out because it's so people need it or it's so easy to me. So maybe I shouldn't mm. be charging a lot of money. That's really a whole other, we could talk for hours on that. But number one, because it comes easy to you doesn't mean it's not worth a load of money. It's just not true. <laughs> but what's going on now, people are in pain, but that doesn't mean that you should discount your value. You know, should you discount some services? I'm not saying straight out no, 
but don't discount your value because your value mm. may be even greater right now. If you choose from, from your heart to give something away either for free or at a discounted price, that's wonderful. If everyone just suddenly discounted or gave their stuff away, that would make the economy collapse very quickly. Mm. We can't be doing that. So instead of coming from fear, listen to your heart. And yes, there are many things you may need. There are things that I want to give away right now. And, and I would do it from my heart and in a loving way, not from fear, but because I want to. That's why you would give something away or discount it. But if your value, if your brilliance and what you give to people is valuable or even more valuable right now, then don't discount. Just offer it in a different way. Right. And that's something I've actually been advising some folks is, well, you know, what if you were to try to do this in a group setting instead of one-on-one? What if you would go virtual? So you and I have been in the work virtual world for quite a while. I'm switching more and more of my clients from in-person to virtual. In fact, I really would like to go entirely virtual. I'm not quite there yet. So okay. what's your advice to people as they're making this digital switch? A lot of people have never done virtual work before. It's all new yeah. to them. And it's amazing to me. And I know that's ridiculous, but I've been so in the virtual world for years and not only has it been my world and my business, but then many, most of the people I hang out with, you know, at networking events and even virtual networking events and business groups and all of that, these are all people who get the virtual world. Right. And suddenly and extremely quickly, every business is trying to figure out how to do that. You know, in, in the last few days, you know, it happened, it feels like within minutes, all of a sudden people yeah. were all told you have to stay home, but how am I going to work if I can't do my one-on-one work, which is what I do in person. So number one, it feels a little weird to me because it's all I've known for years and I haven't hung out with you. And oh my God, there's millions and millions of people who don't know how to do this. The first thing I would say, and I think oh, I said it when we talk about marketing your, your services, is I know that there must be businesses or types of services out there that cannot be taken virtually, that have to be done in person. There must be, but I would say most of those people who think that's true, it's not true. You can go virtual, but it may not be the exact way you've been delivering your services. Right. So speaking about a massage therapist, if your services are massaging a person, they're touching their skin, you must be thinking, I'm out of business. I cannot do that virtually. Right. Well, that's not true. You cannot touch another person virtually with your fingers, but you can provide your brilliance virtually. So maybe a few months ago, one of the things I may have suggested is if you've built up a successful massage therapy practice, other massage therapists want to know how you've done that. I would not tell people to do that right now because other massage therapists are not looking to get more one-on-one in-person patients Mm -hmm. and clients right now. So there are other things. And again, you need to be creative. Your clients are still stressed and in pain. What movements, what touches, what pain points or, you know, what areas of the body do you know that you should touch and how do you touch them with what fingers and what kind of pressure and for how long that you can teach your clients. Self-massage. Are there points of the body where if you rub them in a certain way, a certain pain will go away or be eased? What can you help your clients do on Zoom, in, in an email, in a live? How can you put together a product now 
that you can give or sell to your clients that will still help them without you touching their bodies. There are things that almost every single service provider can do virtually. And you may not know it. It may not come to you today. But the great thing now is, and I'm seeing this even in just Facebook Live, people are coming on and helping people. People are doing Zoom networking meetings. People are doing brainstorming meetings. Get together with other creative people and brainstorm 20 ways that you can go virtual. And you will come up with something that feels good to you. I was thinking as you were talking about my hairstylist and I remember joking that I would go and, you know, color my own hair. And she said, that she like pretty much over her dead body. But I think about it and I think, you know what? What if you were to teach me what color should I go buy at the store? Well, I can't go to the store now, but I would send my husband out or have it delivered, say by Amazon or something. What color would I use and how would I do it? Should I pull them through the cap? How would it work? So there is that. And then one of our mutual friends is hosting a yoga class. Virtual yoga. How fun is that? Yeah, I took a dance class the other day online in in my bedroom. And did you take that one with the fame person? Yes, of course. Yes. Who I only know her name on Grey's Anatomy is Catherine Avery. (laughs) Oh, great! But I can't remember what her real name is. That's terrible. Debbie Allen from Yes, yes, yes. Debbie Allen. Oh, she's just brilliant. I meant to take that. Was it super fun? It was, you know what? I'm so out of shape now because I haven't been able to do oh, much. Wow. So I, I did about 20 minutes and, and it was, it was just fun. I mean, it was fun because I felt I could just be ridiculous in my own bedroom. And I preferred that to going to a dance class with 30 people in the room. Oh yeah. So, so, yeah. So you can do, right. So a hair cutter, you're right. You're probably a hairstylist. Their first thought is obviously I'm out of business for a while. But you're right. So teach me how to maybe not self-cut, but maybe it is. Maybe it's how to cut your own bangs. Maybe it's some class. Maybe it's each week you come on and do a video about how to style your hair. What are the best styles for hair that can't be cut? You know, that's a few weeks past its cut date. There are loads of things that your customers still need to know. And you can share that with them. And yes, share your marketing is sharing stuff for free because that's people getting to know you and see your expertise and fall in love with you. And then you sell them some really important stuff that they can't get just by going on. You know, they need this from you and you only. And so, yeah, get creative and keep selling your stuff. Right. So for our audience, I just want to be clear that here we are talking about hair and Nika right now (laughs) is wearing a lovely hair head wrap and before you all are like geez louise i just want you all to know my listening audience that i also have been through cancer i know what it's like to be bald so i'm not being insensitive i'm just being aware that that's a possibility and we're actually going to talk some about that because when i was going through cancer i had to social distance big time i didn't spend a lot of time with people i was immune compromised my husband and daughter are naturally homebodies. We're all on this sliding scale introvert. I'm the least introverted, but I still have a bit of that in me. And so it was a big change for me to stay home all the time and have much less contact with people being immune compromised. It's not good or bad. It just is. I'm finding this not too hard because I've already been there and done the whole isolation thing. But now we have all these ways to connect on social media. And I'd love to hear from you, Nika. How are you staying connected with people? You talked a little bit about some virtual masterminds, networking groups. Any other great ideas for how people can stay connected virtually? Yeah. Well, the first thing, which is so simple, 
that I just am seeing my daughter do naturally because I think kids are, they grow up with this virtual world. So, and I want to say it has shown me that everyone complains about this younger generation being antisocial. I think that's so not true. They're less maybe in contact in real life (laughs) with people, but that's perfect for right now. My daughter has hung out with more friends for longer in the last week on the phone, on FaceTime. FaceTime, I believe on the computer. So because then she could see more faces because they have 10 people on. And they're all My daughter has a and they're a study group. They're they're studying and doing Amazing. homework together and laughing and having a great time and, and helping one another through this. And I just look at them and I think, Love like, it. you're so inspiring, these kids. I know. They're inspiring. They Blink an eye. This is their world anyway. So that part is not as hard for them. I think a lot of kids are struggling with because they want to do things, do activities with their friends. Right. But the ones who are more introverted or are homebodies are kind of comfortable with this. And they're mm-hmm. hanging out with friends on the computer and on the phone. So FaceTime is probably maybe the least techy thing. You don't really have to learn much. You can just push the button on your phone and FaceTime someone and you're talking to them, seeing their face in front of you. Right. I usually prefer not to see people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to see, I don't want them to see my face really. I would rather, maybe because I'm naturally introverted because it takes so much energy for me to be talking and them looking at my face. Then if I'm on the phone, I, I feel much more relaxed. But that's right. my personality. I hadn't thought about that. I think that's true. I get very distracted if I see my face talking. I've got to figure out how you could turn yourself off. I did get it the other day. I was on something and I was like, oh, I can minimize. And now I can't see me. And then I really <laughs> calmed down a lot. So I yeah. get that. Yeah. So seeing yourself, but then also knowing that other people are seeing me, I feel like I have to be on and I have to be, I can't be like looking away, which I might, I'm not not paying attention. I'm paying I'm just resting. <laughs> I'm just resting my head, but I can't do that if you're looking at me. So right. be on. I get that. But yeah, so I think that's probably for those who are not high tech, most of us know how to click FaceTime on our phones. So that's the, the easiest way to stay in contact and feel like you're seeing how your friends and family are doing. Zoom is wonderful. I think all of these things are because so many people are using them. They're going to have to expand their storage. I, the the world is going to become more cloud centric with right. all of this needing the cloud. But Zoom is great, and I think fairly friendly and easy to learn. There's so many amazing people online right now who are teaching for free. Right. Those of us, those people who have not used these online video conferencing tools like Zoom, Skype. What are some others? I usually use Zoom. That's usually my go-to. There's lots of like webinar ones, but they cost more money like GoToMeeting and LiveWebinar, et cetera. And then there's, if you want to talk in a different kind of way, there's Telegram and Slack. So there's tons of options out there. Yeah. uh, So communicate. We could, we yeah. could spend a whole half hour just talking about that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I vote, my team is virtual. I, most of my team, I have four employees or those of us who usually are in our office on, right. on a daily basis. And then the rest of the team works from home or wherever they feel like working from. You know, company culture, I think it used to be very difficult for virtual teams. But right. we've been working on it for years. And, I, and Slack has really helped. So I'm glad you brought Slack up. I think Slack, because there's free versions, right now, even if you don't have a team for business, if you want to stay in contact with 
a networking group or a business friend or even your family because you can have different channels. Get a free Slack account. Tell all your friends and your colleagues to get a Slack account and, you know, create a channel for a specific group. It's just, I don't know why Slack. I was against it when my, my husband, who's my business partner, said kept saying, we should do Slack. And I was like, no, we could just have a Facebook group. Right. But he forced me. I don't know why I love Slack so much, but I really, I feel like it keeps us in contact. I think one of the big differences between a Facebook group and Slack is once you're in Facebook, you're in Facebook. And then you can spiral right down that rabbit hole so fast. Oh my gosh. Because, you know, ding, now that dings. And then this one, and now I'm getting a private message and I'm trying to concentrate on something very specific. And it's hard to say to somebody in Facebook, oh, you're going to have to hold on a minute. I'm actually working. And people are like, (laughs) how are you working on Facebook? Well, I'm posting my social media for shine, you know, or whatever it is. So it's, it's sometimes there's legit things like I'm having a conversation with you when we're preparing to get ready for this call, this podcast. The reason I said call is because I was thinking about this little texting group that my niece set up, which we call Johnston Squad, because that's my maiden name. And the whole family talks in it. In this texting group, we share photos, we say things about where we're going, you know, I'm on the plane now. Sometimes it gets to be a bit much and then you just have to not, you know, my phone is on vibrate so I don't have to hear it all the time. In fact, somehow I miraculously turned off the little thing, even vibrating for messages. (laughs) I don't know how I did that, but I'm very glad about it because it can get very busy and I'm at work. I also keep my phone in the kitchen. So yes, I'm working from home, but my phone's in the kitchen. And the reason that is, is that I, and I check it several times a day. If I'm focused on something like right now, recording a podcast or working on really focused work, I don't want the phone to be distracting me. So there are ways to get around that. One last thing I really want to talk about with you is Shine, uh, Shine 3.5, which I joined, which is your group on, ironically, Facebook to help people get posts out about social media. One of the things I'm really learning from you is how our messaging has to be different on different platforms, depending on our style. So for me personally, I actually do the same messaging, whether I'm doing it on Facebook or LinkedIn, with a key differentiator being, I don't post personal stuff on my business accounts anywhere. I mean, not super personal stuff is what I'm saying. So I'm not putting pictures of my cat or my kid. And I'm putting more business-oriented content. And then on my personal Facebook, I am very personal. Right. Can you give us a little quick rundown of what you see are sort of major highlight differences in messaging on different platforms and why we might want to use them differently? Sure. And I think that I don't want to be insensitive to what's going on right now as well, because I could tell you what's been going on for years but I also feel like it's going to be changing by the minute. So we're recording this at a certain date and people may hear this even a week later and things may be different. I think bottom line, no matter where you post... Now, if it's a personal account where it's just for your family and friends, this is not even related because that's we're not talking about really business and branding. It's kind of like texting with your friends. If your Facebook personal account is just for family and friends, ignore what I'm saying. But if if you're talking about putting out things for business and to build your personal brand, 100% of the time, no matter where it is and when you're posting, has to be on brand and it has to be in harmony with your message and who you are and and how you help people. 100% of the time and 100% of everything you post and how you post and what you post with it and what you like and what you comment has to be on brand. 
and again, that's a, that's a deeper topic. What is brand? But it basically is the impression that people have of you and how you want people to see you and how you help people. So lots of adjectives are involved there. Like, are you funny? Are you whimsical? Are you professional? Are you no nonsense? Whatever you are, you are that all the time. And that doesn't mean you don't have down days and, and good days because you can have a crap day and still be a motivating, inspirational person. And you don't hide what's going on, but you're always the motivating and inspirational person that you are. That's mm. what branding is. So that is how you post. Different things on different platforms have different cultures. So like Twitter is kind of like a quick cocktail party where you're just you're saying things quickly and you're moving on. On Facebook, you can dive deeper. On LinkedIn, it's more of a professional network, which like you're saying, you're not posting pictures of your cats. Although I wouldn't say 100% of the time that would be wrong. There may be an occasion where you post a picture of your cat if you can relate it somehow. I think I did. There you go. So I'm sure <laughs> that I said that. I like sitting here thinking, I'm pretty sure I actually did post a picture of my cat. Okay. So, and I can think of a time where a cat, the cat jumped on my lap with the laptop in front of me and my husband came in and took a picture and said, that's so funny that you're still working with the cat sitting in your lap. And I was writing something for business. So then I posted a story about how you know, it's so amazing to be able to be working from home and, right. and, I, and the cat actually relaxes me. And this is what I got. To, but somehow I related it to helping people with their business. So right. yes, there's nothing wrong with a cat on your lap, but you don't just put a cute meme and a cat looking silly. That's not appropriate for a professional network. And right. you just know that, you know, the culture of the network and you are a hundred percent yourself and you won't go wrong. Right. Do you get TikTok? Totally different um, concept, <laughs> but it's, it's, it seems like it's a very young person thing. Not good or bad, no judgment. I just, I'm 54. So I'm not sure I'm up for learning another platform, but I'm curious just if you have any quick thoughts on TikTok. Every single network that comes out and becomes popular is not appropriate for us to be learning and going all in on. However, I'm not discounting TikTok. When every single network has come out, not that there've been billions, but there've been a few, like when Instagram came out, I, my first thought was, uh, this is cool, but I don't know how I can help other people. Right. Their Instagram. Well, that was, that was thrown in the garbage. We help people. We do Instagram for other people. It's, there's a way. And then Snapchat came around and I thought there's no way that that, this can be for business. Yes, it can. So TikTok absolutely can be. Now I believe TikTok right now is great for building your personal brand. Not necessarily for building your business, but if you are consistent and bottom line on anything you want to build on social media, the answer is consistency. The answer is consistency. If you want to know how to get better, don't spread yourself too thin. Choose one thing and be consistent. So if you are consistent and you post a few times a day on TikTok, and I know that sounds overwhelming, but if that's your network, then that's your marketing and that's your building of your brand. That's not overwhelming. Make a few great videos and post them on TikTok and build your personal brand. I think it's great for that. I see people doing that with Instagram Live, and I'm so impressed by the content that comes out that people are doing. For me, it's not really where I'm at. I'm much more LinkedIn and Facebook. I do post on Instagram. I do have, you know, finally a cohesive brand thanks to some advice I got a while ago, and then also paying attention when you were teaching us about how to do photography and how Mm. to really start thinking about things. So like now, whenever I take a photograph, it's not simply that I'm taking a photograph for fun. I'm looking at it from a standpoint of, huh, 
does this fit my personal brand? Is this something I would use? Wow, if I set this up this way, could it have a good background where I could put a quote? (laughs) So it's so funny. I don't like photograph the way I used to because of Shine. So it's just a really interesting thing to see how our perspective changes. And maybe that's the beauty of social media. Our perspective changes as we learn new things. Of course, of course. So I would so I would say during this time when we have downtime, all the things that we wish we had time to learn, let's do it now. We have the time. Again, don't want to be insensitive because these are tough times. Right. But I always try to look for silver linings. I mean, I'm going through something personally myself, and I keep trying to look for all the silver linings. Like hats and wigs are fun. So that's my right. silver lining. But one silver lining is we will have more downtime, right. most of us. So use it wisely. Right. The silver lining for me when I was going through cancer was really spending time with my family and figuring mm-hmm. out exactly what my values were, what was most important to me, what could I let go. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of in that time again now. Which is yeah. why it kind of feels familiar to me. It's not freaking me out. I'm sad. Like I worry about people who are immune compromised or senior or whatever that they might get ill. Not that I can fix that and I can't really dwell on it. So that's not healthy. But, you know, we all kind of pick up on the anxiety. And I think if we can stay connected and remember our values and be the good and the, maybe the light in the world, I really think we'll all get through this. And I think it'll be a very different thing. I mean, when you hear that dolphins are swimming in the canals of Venice, oh. holy cow, you know, that's so filled with kind of hope. Yeah. I mean, we have to we have to get through this. And so why not be kind and help each other? I mean, I feel it's crazy because I think I agree with you. I've been kind of self-isolating and social distancing for a few months. Since I got my diagnosis and then have started chemotherapy where I need to be less with people. So when it happened, really just was a few days ago, actually, where the world got even more like, no, you have to stay home. Schools are closed. All these things are, uh, the stores, businesses are closed. There's nowhere to go. You're not, you can't go out to eat. Right. So for me, it felt like now the world is joining me. Isn't that weird and selfish? Like I've been doing it and now you're all joining me and I feel so sad for everyone. Um, but, but you but saw what I wrote. I said that I was happy that we were all cocooning with you. Oh, well, it's sweet. But then, and then I'm still getting texts from people. Do you need anything? And I'm like, thank you. Do you need anything? Like how, how sweet of people that they're still being kind. And then I don't know, that just makes my days happy. So I want to reach out to everyone and say, what do you need? Not that I can go out right now, but what can I do right. to help you? And I think that's the point right now. Right. What I agree. can we do? What can you do? Like each of us can say, what can I do? Because, and I heard someone say this recently where, you know, we're all into this together. Right. However, we think that that's a good thing. And yes, it is because we can all relate to what other people are going through. But if we have, if you're in a relationship, you don't want to be on the same level with your spouse or your, your partner all the time. One of you has to be in a better place than the other when it comes to a certain topic. Right. Like lately, when it comes to, you know, needing stuff that I'm in the bad place, my husband's stepping up and giving me, you know, and and like bringing me food in bed, or I'm feeling depressed and he's telling me, cheering me up. 
Then there are times, there are situations where my husband feels down and I need to step up and cheer him up. We right. need to do that. You can't both be in a bad place all the time or your relationship will fall apart. So we can't all be in this together and feeling miserable. We right. all get it. We all get the misery and the, and the pain. However, we all have something that can help other people. And that's right. what we need to tap into right now and do it virtually. So we have to figure out what we can give to people and we have to get creative and figure out how to give it to them virtually. Right, I agree. That's really what's going on. It's really all about sharing your gifts. Yeah. In a non-icky way. Look how we just did that whole full circle there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Go us. All right, my lovely friend, how can people find you? Oh, how can they find me? That's a good question. I'm all over social media. Most of my stuff is under my name, Nika Stewart, which is N-I-K-A and Stewart E-W. My SHINE program is probably the easiest way for you to get help from me and my team right now because it's, uh, it is 100% virtual and it's very low cost and it's monthly. And it's awesome. Oh, well, thank you. And I, yeah, I love it. having... Yeah. So the Shine program is at streambankmedia.com slash shine365. And that's where you get all the information. And I love it. We're shining in Shine 365. We are. That's the point. We all need to shine our light. And it's awesome. Thank you again. I'm so glad you joined me today, Nika. I am so glad you invited me. Be well to you too. Thank you. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.